Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Revolving doors and sleepless nights. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. So good to be with you today. And we have Mindy Bortness. Mindy helps companies attract and keep high-performing people building solid, productive teams. Get this, clients call her the e-harmony for jobs or the turnover doctor. She knows how to work with employees, job and organizational assessments to get results. She specializes in selection, engagement, and leadership development. Mindy, thanks for being with us today. Thank you very much, Dale. I am very happy to be here with you. So tell us, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Excited, feet hit the ground, ready to go. What is it about what you do? So in addition to three dogs getting me up and out of bed, um, it's my passion for people finding their right place. Uh, my dream is for every organization to have their right employees and every dog to have their right homes. Mm. So when you say an employee having the right place, give us, give us an idea of what that looks like. Is this the, you know, Jim Collins famously wrote about the right employee and the right seat on the right bus. Is that where you're going? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of data out there that talks about finding your passion, and I'm a firm believer in that. And there's a lot of people who are not in their right roles, and when that happens, there's a lot of disconnection, and people are basically working miserably. And my dream is for them to be in the roles that are playing to their gifts. So today's topic, we're talking about revolving doors and sleepless nights. Uh, there are these daily stories in the news that we hear about, people not finding work, people who are not happy in their job. What are some of the core reasons behind that? Well, you shared a little bit already with Jim Collins' book. You know, there's, there's start with why, there's follow your bliss. Um, there's a lot of information out there about people finding their passion and there's a lot of stats out there that, you know, from places like Gallup and Deloitte, that as many as 70% of your employees are actually disengaged. And when we connect these dots, then, you know, as we share, there's, there's a whole lot of people unhappily working. And um, I don't know if it's because they just took the job that was available at that moment in time, um, or if they're in a job that they started in long ago and they're just afraid to leave, all of those things play in, and um, and it makes for a very disengaged and obviously not as productive or profitable workforce for an organization. So for the employer who is is listening right now, saying, "Okay, those are the types of people, type of people we don't necessarily want in the organization." What are some ways we, as employers, as leaders, can get better at hiring? Great question. Um, you know, from the corporate side, the company side, fundamentally, we need more clarity in identifying the role. A lot of times we're hiring to get a butt in a seat. So we're hiring quickly. We may be using data or stories about the role that's actually not even current. We're thinking about the human that was in the role or is currently in the role. So we tend to humanize it and say, well, I want another Sally or I don't want another Sam or Eric did a great job. Let's find another Eric. And so what happens is we're hiring on the behavior of the person in front of it or 
um, or specifically, we don't want that behavior again, rather than allowing the job to speak. So that's number one, is really having clarity about the role in the first place and trying to get your human bias out of it and letting the job talk to you. So uh, that would be number one. Now, let's let's dive into that that concept of letting the job talk to you. What do you mean by that? So it, when we when we take a breath, right, when we take a breath and we really think about what are the key accountabilities or key results for that job, you, me, everybody, we have about three to five buckets, if you will, of really the main things we're supposed to get done at the end of the day. And we may have a two or three page job description that comes out of it, but really, you know, you're going to kick me off the island if I don't do these one, two, three, or four things. So by getting role clarity, we're really identifying in two or three sentences, you know, what's this job really responsible for? And just let that job speak to you. What, and, and another way to get at it is what, what would happen if we didn't have this job? What wouldn't get done? Mm, okay, so it's looking more at the job than the person. What's next? So what's next is, and I, I'm a huge proponent and advocate for assessment, um, really getting, again, an objective rather than subjective look at the people we're looking at. And there's lots of tools out there uh, that measure behaviors. Uh, in addition to that, there's tools that would measure motivators or the drivers of the person or the soft skills or competencies, even the thinking pattern. The more sciences you're measuring, the more you're going to get a real understanding of the inside out of that person, a, a really good, almost an x-ray. And that's a really good addition to the outside in, your wonderful gut, your amazing experience, the reference check, the resumes, the background, all of those things are outside in. And really the missing ingredient would be an inside out view. So where in the hiring process does the assessment fall? Is it right at the very beginning? Somebody submits a resume, looks interesting, great, we're going to have an, we're going to run an assessment. Or is it after a few interviews? Where in the process does it fall? You know, Dale, that's actually uh, up to the culture of the organization. I, I kind of share its highest and best use of your time. So do you want this data up front? Because that's going to be more valuable. Uh, you know, it'll be more valuable to have your people not so engaged in many, many hours of interviewing. Or do you want to put it, you know, after uh, an email screen or a phone screen? So that's kind of customized to the culture and the volume of people that you're looking at. All right. So you said you had three ways to get better at hiring. Number one, it's to take a look at the role, not the person. Number two, use assessments. Number three on your list. So I shared already a little bit about that breathing part, <laughs> and that is kind of taking your time. You know, there's a time frame to hiring. And, and when I shared that we, you know, we try to get a butt in a seat, if we, if we take a breather and then we're really sort of hiring the right person in the first place, sometimes that takes a little extra long season. Um, and it's, and it, I'm still going to be an advocate for waiting for a good A player rather than trying to hire quickly where you might have a B minus or C player. Um, so in that time frame for hiring, we, we tend to grab the people that are available within a certain amount of weeks. And it may just be that you just don't have a good bench that week. You know, you don't, you just don't have good people out there. So if you just sort of hold out and get the right person, 
uh, you're going to increase all of the good metrics in your organization and decrease the bad ones like turnover. So you spend a lot of time with clients, stepping businesses through this process, helping to helping them get the right people. What are some of the outcomes that you've seen when we talk about job matching? Um, first of all, it can happen in, it, again, it's about the culture. So it can happen in very, very large organizations and very, very small organizations. It, it just depends on the leadership's uh, desire and realization that their humans are the capital that are the most important. So I'll give you two examples. One is a, a really large 600 nationwide retail client that lo- we were able to lower turnover for them from 65% to 25%, which is a savings of upward of $800,000 annually back to their operating income. And, uh, and they just use the tools on the selection side. Other clients like a, um, uh, a Northeast Animal Veterinary Hospital, they use assessments. They've got about a 16-person staff, and they use the job matching and assessment for not only bringing in the right teammates, but then onboarding them, individually developing them, uh, succession planning for them. So really, a, it's sort of whole life and holistic, if you will, in terms of selection and development, engagement, leadership development. All right. So it works. It's worth it. Take the time. That's the big thing. Uh, coming up a little later on the Complete Leader podcast, in one of a, a future episodes, we're going to be talking to Mindy more in depth about this idea of assessment. So we're looking forward to that conversation. But, but as far as this idea of revolving doors, sleepless nights. Any final words of advice for us? We can hear the dogs in the background, by the way, for the folks at home who are <laughs> who are here, and I can hear the jingle of a collar. So, and I apologize. Uh, for no that. worries. No, it's <laughs> hey, that's part of life. It's one of the it's one of your purposes, right? Every exactly. dog has a home. It's, so, and he's a new uh, uh, he's a new rescue named Dave. So. Um, so he doesn't quite have the manners that that others do. So uh, <laughs> final you, words for, for us, yeah. <laughs> for that, you know, my my final uh, comment would just be to um, to just respect and realize that your people matter, and you may have some amazing people on your team, and you may have some amazing jobs, and they just may not be the right fit, and that needs to be okay to address that and help them find their best fit. And in doing so, you'll find the best fit for your own organization. Fantastic. And like I said, we have more episodes with Mindy coming up uh, later on in the Complete Leader podcast. We would really appreciate it if you would take a moment, go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. Also, while you're there, if you would write a review and rate us. Hopefully, we've earned a five-star rating from you. Also, you're going to find information on contacting Mindy if what she is saying rings true with you and you'd like to learn more about how she can help your organization. All of that's going to be in the show notes for this episode. For now, this is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.